Welcome to Radio Trivia Podcast Edition. This is Why, episode 59. Um, with me is Mr. Metz. Interrupting Squirrel. Hi, everybody. Thank you for listening to this podcast and for putting up with me. Yeah. All right. So um, we got a good lineup. We got three listener requests this week. Um, some really old, some newer. Um, and, uh, and two other selections, one... One I selected and one Johnny selected. So uh, we got a good lineup. Um, are we tired or not? I don't know. Um, I should be tired, but at the moment I'm not. All right. Well, I guess I'll say the same. So uh-huh. enjoy. You know how to play. Figure out the games. Make fun of us and talk back. Or just enjoy the music. Okay, well, maybe the second song will help. It better, or I'm going to be angry. (laughs) You won't like me when I'm angry.
That music was awesome. It was. And Can I have a help guess you? now. I, I I think so. I have a guess. Yeah. All right. So here's my question. What somewhat spotty mode from this game was strongly promoted during E3 before its release? is uh it's got to be super nintendo or game boy advance um at first i thought sim city but that doesn't make any sense with the question that you asked and the third song doesn't really sound like that anymore um i'm pretty sure i've played this or something related to it but it uh, the, my best guess and this is probably wrong would be mario kart super circuit Wow, you're closer than I thought you were going to be based on uh, your discussion. This is Mario Kart DS. <clears throat> really? Yes, this is Mario Kart DS. Wow, it really sounds like a Game Boy Advance game or a Super Nintendo game. Really? Yeah, I didn't think so. Yeah, but, uh... I, I thought so. Especially the second song distinctly sounded like a Super Nintendo game with the uh, samples they were using. Really? The, the piano samples sounded like a Super Nintendo game to you? <sighs> Something... 
I, I can't be that specific, but it had that feel to it. It actually, it really, really sharply reminded me of SimCity. Huh. That's well, just crazy. Uh, I, I own this somewhere, Mario Kart DS, and I, I remembered it having more technical music. I find it amusing that you have this reaction, because I think that this is the best Mario Kart game out there, uh, frankly. I mean, that's the one I probably uh, played the most. I mean, I played, eh, I played the original a lot, but I count that more to having someone to play it with at the time. Anything. Um, I think, yeah, I mean, Mario Kart DS is not my favorite. I don't like it as much as other people, but um, I mean, I still thought it was great. You know, I bought it, played it a lot, but yeah, my favorite is probably Double Dash. Double Dash is good, that's underrated. I mean, I think um, the, Wii, the yeah. Wii game is kind of phoned in. Uh, I guess they do the, they do I mean, the, the online, online stuff is well. fantastic. Other than online, the Wii game is yeah. a bit bland. I don't know yeah. phoned in, but it's a bit bland. It doesn't yeah. have much character to it. But right. the to me, the GameCube game was it's probably the weirdest Mario Kart, and it the the if you play it co-op with someone doing the items, and you mm -hmm. get if you find the right partner who's really into that, into the combat aspects and right. screwing over the other racers and everything, mm -hmm. it's a pretty incredible experience yeah, playing fun. through Mario Kart together. Yeah. And unfortunately, none of the other games allow you to do that yeah but um mario kart ds actually um i guess i have a good story about mario kart ds because i went up to nintendo of america uh for the kind of pre-launch wi-fi connection bash thing um and so uh you know they put me in a hotel they they bust me to noa with a bunch of other folks you know other journalists i actually got i actually met jeff callis up there, he oh, was yeah. no longer working for Nintendo, but he showed up to kind of a dinner that we all had together. Yeah, and, Jeff, uh, we just had him on Radio Free Nintendo. Yeah, yeah. You, uh, check out the guy's special first first episode, guys. What is it? One was it one sixty three? Yeah, yeah. Um, so, I mean, I had met him before for when I interviewed him for guys. So this is kind of like one reason I chose this game. Um, but yeah, like, so it was really cool because I got to play an advanced copy with a group of other people that had DSs and a co copy of Mario Kart DS. So, you know, we were doing like the eight person uh, battle mode and stuff like that, you know. And I've never had an ex the chance to do that again. So that was, was that a lot the of fun. big feature that they were promoting? Um, no, I mean, the big thing was, was the Wi Fi connection, of course. Yeah, the you online. Know? And, and I, mean, I, I thought the online worked really well. I just didn't think it was that much fun. Uh, see, I. I, I was referring to the online mode as being kind of a spotty mode in my question because yeah. I found it was kind of inconsistent when it worked. And also the implementation was a little wonky because only some of the tracks were supported. And, I right, don't think, and right. you couldn't drag items behind you. It was some limitation of how they implemented it. Yeah. I mean, which, was a, which was apparent at the E3 demo, too. Right. Um, so there was some weird stuff going on there, which clearly they learned from and, and fixed for the Wii version. I, mean, I think for the most part, both of the online Mario Kart games function very well. You know, there's some balance issues. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, I more than anything, I remember Mario Kart DS as being the first game with friend codes. Yes. You know, that that was Nintendo's first online game, period. Yep. And uh, I remember trying to connect with Billy and having a lot of trouble. Uh, yeah, the, you know, everybody <laughs> was just like, friend codes? What is this crap? And... Um, but, I mean, I thought that once you connected, it worked well. There were some problems with people dropping out of connections, yeah. and, you know, on purpose. But yes. I never really had a lot of technical problems. You know, the snaking obviously kind of killed it after a couple of months. People started yeah. to sort of exploit the game. 
But, um, yeah, I, I, I think both of the Mario Kart, you know, the DS and the Wii game, I think they both work well. It's just that that kind of game, I've said this many times on, on Radio Free Nintendo, I just don't think racing games are all that interesting to play online. They're kind of like Guitar Hero online. Like, yeah. it's a good feature to have, and I'm sure a very small portion of people, you know, get into that. But to me, the gameplay possibilities are so narrow in those kinds of games. It, they just don't really lend themselves very well, well to online play. I, I, I liken it to, um, with very few exceptions, a puzzle game with two players amounts a little more than playing by yourself and generating some junk for the other guy. Yeah, I'm screen. not a fan of two-player puzzle games either for that reason. Well, but once you're in person, it's different because you can trash talk each other more easily. You can sure whatever. It's voice a chat would help with some with some of that. You know, it, it, it would fix all the problems, it but it would help a lot because as it is, there's just not that much interaction. I mean, right. you can use a shell against another person, but that other person could just as well, especially in the Wii version, could just as well be a computer. Mm -hmm. I, I think Smash Brothers is far more of a game that should be perfect for online because there's so much crazy stuff you can do. There's so much personal style in how you play the game. And, you know, there's so many characters that play completely differently, and that's not really the case in, in Mario Kart. So, yep. right. anyway, I'm just retreading old ground. That's okay. It's what we do on Radio Trivia. Tread <laughs> old ground. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, generally speaking, we're talking about games that have already used before five years ago in the live version anyway, right? So, uh... um, yeah, well, I mean, in this case, you know, Mario Kart DS came out in, what, 2004? No, 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 it must have been 2005, because the DS came out in 2004. Okay. So it, it must have been 2005. So, yeah, Mario Kart DS is about four years old. Still, this year, one of the best-selling DS games. Actually, one of the best-selling games of the year. You yeah. know, it's like showing up in the top ten list of NPD sales charts and everything. It's... And like I said, I, I still think it's it's the most fun Mario Kart game, especially if you're relegating to playing by yourself. If you're playing by yourself, I think it's the best Mario Kart game to play because it has the most well, interesting stuff to do. It has all those missions and everything. Yeah, it has missions, and, and it just, I like the variety of, of tracks. I mean, I think it's just a good game. Yeah. One thing that annoys me with Mario Kart is that at this point... I guess they feel that the series is so iconic that they're always recycling things from the older games. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I was okay with that in DS because I thought their choices were pretty good. Yeah. I thought the choices in the Wii game were not as good. And also because they were trying to recycle different tracks exactly. than they recycled in the DS game, right. it feels like they're scraping the barrel yeah. a little yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly, right. And I think I'm ready for... I mean, that's one thing I really liked about uh, Double Dash is that, say what you will about it, maybe you don't care for the, the co-op or whatever, the, the two characters per card, but all the tracks were new, and a lot of them were really dramatically different than anything you'd seen before in that series. So that's one reason I like it so much, is that it felt like it was really fresh. And the past two Mario Kart games, they don't really, and I think the name... The names really say it all. It's Mario Kart DS and Mario Kart Wii. It's kind of like we're taking the same thing we did before and really we're just putting it on a new system. Like we're not really doing that much new inventive stuff with it. The online is the only significant feature. Well, I think D I think DS has a few really interesting levels like uh, like the airship uh, area and the clock area and the pinball yeah, the clock is Waluigi pinball. So, uh, yeah, the clock there and few, the pinball were both ones you couldn't play online. Yeah. 
Right, the cool ones you couldn't play online, right. Right, exactly. <laughs> anyway, we've probably spent enough time on Mario Kart DS. Um, yeah, it's a big game, though. I mean, and you're, you're not alone at all in thinking that it's the best. Anyway, uh, let's go on to the next game. Okay. Sounds cool, though. Sounds very uh, spacey. No comment. Very sci-fi-ish. Robots.
was an awesome, awesome uh, composition. Robots. Yeah. So, what entity threatens to take over the world in this game? Take a shot in the dark and guess Zexus for NES. I don't know. I guess that sort of makes sense. Um, this is a virtual boy game, one that I thought oh. I had selected but haven't, called Red Alarm. Okay. Very appropriate name given the music. Here we um, go. And the fact that it's, you know, virtual boy. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, this was Red actually Alarm selected... is the blinking light that tells you when to take a break. <laughs> so you don't burn out your eyes. So, yeah, I cannot play Virtual Boy, but this game, if I could play Virtual Boy, I would want to check this game out. Uh, this was selected a long, long time ago by a listener, Eric, from Mon uh, Minnesota, and uh, someone else requested it more recently, Man 64 so um, I figured I should, I should select the game. And um, it's really interesting because it's, it's like a wireframe... Uh, shooter kind of like Star Fox or maybe some of the earlier Star Wars games. I've seen a video um, of it. it. It looks like the um, looks like it's really hard to tell where the walls are. Yeah, well it's wireframe, yeah. So Right, it's all wireframe and it's free roaming three D. Like I think you can oh, it's really? not like Star Fox Yeah, it's not like on rails like Star Fox where oh. you're always moving forward. I think it's kind of, you know, fly anywhere you want to, which seems I mean, it's very ambitious, but like with wireframes, that seems like it would just make your head hurt trying to interpret what's going on. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I, I haven't seen a video of it in that, action. That was the impression I got from the video, but I could be wrong about that. Well, I mean, it, it seems to have a little bit of a following. It, it, it's gotten some praise compared with most virtual games. And, I mean, it makes good use of the 3D, obviously, compared with a lot of other games. Right. Uh, you know, flying into the screen and everything. So, um, and it has good music. Um, so, 
Yeah. It is a game I would check out if I were capable of, of looking at a virtual boy without without wanting to tear out my eyes. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, the entity that threatens to take over the world is kind of cliche. It's a computer named Chaos with a K. Uh, as if there aren't enough. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. Was this originally from Get Smart or Go something? Go back to I, the 70s. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, um, Go Go Gadget. <clears throat> <laughs> oh wait, that was yeah, bad. man. Chaos we used that is, last time. <laughs> yeah, chaos is used in so many yeah things, including what Donkey Kong Country Three. Uh, um, maybe <laughs> there's a lot of things that start with K in yeah. those games. Yeah. So uh, I don't have that much to say about Red Alarm. It seems like a very interesting idea. It was a launch title for the Virtual Boy, although I guess most of the Virtual games were launch titles. <laughs> Ouch. Yeah, no, that's true, though. Yeah, I mean, I've always heard that it was kind of, you know, one of the reasons to get a Virtual Boy, other than Wario Land, yeah. which I think, you know, is great. Yeah. Uh, I have played that, but Red Alarm, it looks really crazy if you go watch a video on YouTube, but um, I'm definitely, you know, it does tempt me. You know, Virtual Boys, they are floating around out there, and I do kind of want to get one before they're all broken. But I need to wait until I have an apartment big enough that I can hide it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, show it with pride, Johnny. <laughs> no, no. no. I, I feel like I've played kind of a, a um, spiritual brother to this game uh, in X for the Game Boy, which is uh, oh, the, yeah. the 3D wireframe tank game. <laughs> it was only released in, in Japan that is equally hard to play, I imagine. Um, Very ambitious. Um, yeah. So it's wireframe 3D, genuine 3D wireframe on on the original Game Boy. Um, and the gameplay, I mean, you get lost really easily. Um, there's some areas that I imagine are a little more like this game, that you're in a tunnel, where you're just sort of moving forward trying to avoid obstacles, and that's more fun. But, um, yeah. You know, I may have selected that game for a Japan-only episode of Radio Trivia, I don't recall. Yeah, isn't there... Speaking of, like, weird, ambitious 3D games, there's one... There's a Super FX game on Super Nintendo called, like, Vector or Vectrex or something like yeah. that. I, I I can't remember the exact name, but it was, uh, like, a really late Super Nintendo game, and that is, it's a kind of a mech, 3D mech game with, you know, full polygon graphics and everything, and that's really crazy, too. Yeah, but, like, they had that kind of stuff on the PC at the time. That was pretty big, like, Mech Warrior. I remember oh, trying sure. to play that yeah. on, the, on the PC. It was terrible at it, but, uh... I played it. <laughs> um, yeah, so Red Alarm is an interesting game selection. I appreciate the request from both both uh, listeners. Thank you. 
Yeah, you already know this game, right? So I, I know it, yeah. It's been a very, very long time since I heard the music. like to read the question oh yeah yeah what is the name of the spinoff based on this game's villain and her cute little henchman can't believe there's a spinoff to this game yeah i know there's a sequel too hard to believe this is a Mega Man game. Yeah, was this Mega Man's first ill-conceived foray into the RPG realm? <laughs> yes, although um, Mega Man Legends, or Mega Man 64, as yeah. this version was called, um, is probably not as ill-conceived as you might think. I don't know if you've ever played no, it. No, I haven't. I've only it's... played like the Mega Man Battle Network games. Okay, yeah, and of course there was the Mega Man X command mission, or yeah, command mission for GameCube and PS2, which um, I've never actually played beyond an E3 demo, although I kind of want to. But yeah, Mega Man Legends or Mega Man 64 was for PS1 and then, of course, in 64. And um, it's actually pretty good. 
it just my my problem with it is it doesn't really feel like Mega Man. It's really crazy. It's it's more of an adventure kind of thing, a little bit like Zelda. Mm-hmm. I mean, you even go into dungeons. Right. Yeah, I mean, you do that with uh, Mega Man Battle Network and, and the successors right. as well. Yeah, this was long before those yeah. games. And, and, and this is fully 3D. I mean, that was the big thing is that it's, mm-hmm. you know, it's 3D. It's a 3D Mega Man game. And, you know, there's 3D shooting, there's jumping, um, there is dungeon crawling, there's an overworld, there's a town, or maybe even multiple towns. Um, Mega Man has an airship. It's just all over the place. Yeah, it, it's really strange. So is it, is it turn-based battles, or, like, is it... No, like, no. It's real-time? It's yeah, yeah, it's it's totally over the shoulder, and that's part of the problem is that you know, especially being a PS1 game, mm. didn't really have the horsepower to deal with like a third-person shooter. You know, the frame yeah. rate's crazy, the controls very clunky, especially with the camera. I mean, it's just a it's it was really idiosyncratic, and the people who got used to all these things really like it because it tells an odd story. Mega Man's like a treasure hunter. Like I said, he has an airship. Yeah, well, um, why is Mega Man even in this game? Sound like, is it really right. Mega Man? I mean... It's not really. They, they even, I think they even call him something different. But, um... Yeah, it's really strange. And he's not wearing his helmet, which I found to be very off-putting, yeah. really. Um, you know, and he looks fine without his helmet, but he just doesn't really look like Mega Man. Yeah, the whole thing is just like, why didn't they just call this something different? Because it doesn't have anything to do with Mega Man. But, I mean, it is a pretty good game. It's more marketable as a Mega Man game. I guess. It, it never really took off in America. I think it was more popular in Japan. Where, like I said, they, they did make a sequel, I, I, I and they brought it to America. I actually own Mega Man Legends 2 for PS1. I've never played it for more than, like, 20 minutes. They even got a spin-off, and I think... This was released in America, too, oddly enough, but it's called The Misadventures of Tronbon, and she is this female pirate, basically, who's the villain of Mega Man Legends, and she's looking for the same treasure that you are. It's all very Zack and Wiki kind of mm-hmm. stuff, you know? From, you know, both from Capcom, so there may be a, that may not be a coincidence. But, um, yeah, Tronbon is, is this funny hilarious female pirate very goofy and clumsy and uh she has this army of henchmen called kobun that's the japanese name i don't remember the uh um, the the english term for them but no oh, one calls man. Is, that. is this where where chris Kohler gets his nickname kobun heat yeah yep. oh wow okay yep. i never knew that now you know yeah they're they're little yellow they look like little lego men all right um they have kind of their their heads look like propane gas tanks, <laughs> <laughs> you know. They're like yellow canisters, right. and uh, they're they're kind of little short guys, and they run around and they do Tron Bond's dirty work so, for her. So was there really Very, crummy voice acting in this game? Or oh yeah, of course, it's Capcom, yeah. and it was <laughs> on PlayStation, so they had to use that CD up, right? <laughs> That's right. So maybe That's there's right. less. They probably trimmed that down on the N64. Yeah, there's probably less of it on N64. I mean, I I remember being. I remember, you know, Mega Man 64, the first time I heard about it, it showed up on a release list for Nintendo Power, I think. And, you know, the top of my head blew off. I was so excited. And then I found out it was going to be a port of Mega Man Legends, and I thought, well, you know, I had rented Mega Man Legends, and I thought, well, I mean, that's still okay if they add a lot to it, because it came out like two years later. Mm -hmm. I mean, by this time, Legends 2 was coming out on on PlayStation. And um, 
And then I read IGN's review of Mega Man 64, and it was like, well, it's basically the same as Mega Man Legends, except it doesn't have this, and it doesn't have this, and the graphics are slightly better, and it's still got frame rate problems, yada, 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 and I just thought, eh, not worth my time. Yeah. Crazy music, though. Good, you know, good music. It doesn't Crazy. sound like Mega Man. <laughs> no, not, no. Not that, at all. <laughs> that, that is in fitting with the rest of the game. Yeah. Okay then. It's a it's a it's a little curio though if you like to go back and, and look for these kinds of games. Um, you know I can't speak for the 64 version. I'm sure it's decent, but um, the, the the PlayStation game is definitely interesting. Yeah. And the Tronvon game, the spinoff, is supposed to be very strange because it, it's almost like a Pikmin style thing. I think where you're kind of directing Koboons all over the place to do things for you. I've never played it, but I remember reading the reviews and be like, I was like, what? So, yeah. Crazy stuff. Mm, sounds Japanese. <laughs> yeah. But in English. And you know, all those old PS1 games, they will play on your PS3, so if you just picked one up at the price drop like I did, um, you know, might be worth going to look for them. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry, I didn't say uh, who, who chose this game. This was a request from Sunjulos. So, thank you, Sanjelos. Thank you. Thank you for the nightmare. <laughs> I'm going to sleep well tonight. <laughs> All right, let's go on to the second song. You're weirding me out, man. Ah! 
disturbing stuff from this game yes yep. very very disturbing stuff from this game mm-hmm. and I'm I'm pretty unfamiliar with this game but um I'll, I think a lot of people are but uh, we'll I'll, talk about it I'll, later. Uh, I'll read the question here well I'll, I'll read it it's your question fine read it I wrote it okay <laughs> all right what is the name of the graphics engine used to give this game such great draw distance Yeah, decidedly different and, and more upbeat than the uh, first two, huh? Yeah, this this is man, this is a shadow man. This also is for N64. Yeah. And uh, this the music is even much better than I remember. And I, you know, I always thought this game had good music, but wow, I'm blown away by that. Uh, and you have to think that the music's even better on the other systems this was on, like uh, Dreamcast and PC. Sure. Um, so this is in, this is specifically N64 music that you. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's incredible on PC or Dreamcast. So uh, I know a little bit about this game. It's it's based on a, like a graphic novel franchise named Shadow Man. Is that right? And, I uh, think the graphic novel came after the game. Really? But I'm not I'm not totally sure about that. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, certainly um, a very dark game. Um, it's kind of a little bit like Eternal Darkness. 
in some ways from what little I've seen in terms of the story. Maybe it's style. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's Shadow Man is all about voodoo magic kind of stuff. Uh, it's very dark in tone. Uh, there is a lot of cursing, which was quite unusual for an N64 game, I have to tell you. Yeah. Uh, there's even a sex scene. I mean, it's yeah. not explicit. It's all kind of, you know, from far away. I think it's the very beginning more. of the game, too. It is. It's like the introduction. Yeah. It's more It's more implied than shown, but it's like, what did I just put into my <laughs> Nintendo 64? You know, that's that yeah. stuff didn't happen back then. It's, it's, it's much more common now. But um, Shadow Man is structured actually kind of like like Ocarina of Time. Okay. Um, so, uh, or, you know, maybe a Metroid game if you're really stretching it. But yeah, it's a very, very ambitious adventure game, quite sprawling. And um, I think the other good comparison would be uh, Legacy of Kane's Soul Reaver, which is also a Zelda 64 kind of game. And... Um, and, 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 and like Soul Reaver in Shadow Man, you can pass between sort of the light world and the dark world, or the or the real world and the spirit world. Okay. And um, and you know you can do you have different abilities in each one, and you kind of have to solve puzzles by going back and forth. And yeah, it's uh, it's pretty cool stuff. Yeah, so, sounds like the sort of thing that Zelda has been milking for a while now. Yeah, I mean it's more. <laughs> It's handled differently, I think, but, you know, it's similar, I guess. They've never really done that in a 3D Zelda game. Yeah, I guess, yeah. The tri- they Twilight, did, a, they kind they of did a Metroid Prime 2. Yeah. Well, in Twilight, the, the Twilight is more of a condition of the world, and, you know, yeah, it's not like it exists in parallel. Right. It, it takes over part of the world, and then you get rid of it, and it's gone. Yeah. So it's not like a duality thing. The closest thing would be, you know, Metroid Prime 2 Echoes. But Shadow Man was long before that, mm-hmm. so... And Soul Reaver as well. Soul Reaver was really the innovator of that, I think, in terms of 3, 3D games, but it's definitely inspired by A Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. So th- this is, a, what, an Activision game? Yeah, I'm trying to remember. Acclaim. Acclaim, okay. This yeah. is back, back when Acclaim made good games, you know. Yeah, this, this game actually was sold pretty well from what I've read. Like, it sold like a million copies, or... Maybe even a million wow. copies on multiple systems. Hmm. I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I I always thought it was kind of overlooked, but um, I could be wrong about that. No, I don't know. I, it didn't. It was not a sleeper, supposedly. Well, according to Wikipedia. But, you know. hmm. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's it's certainly got um, a very distinct look, and um, and you can just you know go on YouTube and you can watch the intro, which has a lot of what we're talking about in terms of the style. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Shadow Man, I think, is, is a pretty impressive game. I, I rented it back uh, in the 90s and when it was new, and uh, I, I really enjoyed it. I found it to be a little difficult. I think I got stuck somewhere, but I only rented it once, and I, I remember always intending to go back and play it again or pick up a copy of it, and I never did. Maybe it'll so come to Virtual like, Console. <laughs> Thinking not, yeah. but I was actually I was going to suggest because it came out on PC. Uh-huh. That is, pro- I mean, that was probably the best version at the time. Um, it, you know, at least until the Dreamcast version, that might be better. But I'm betting that the PC version is the easiest to get now. You know, one way or another, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. So if you're interested in playing Shadow Man, that that might be the best way to do it. Now it had a multi-platform uh, graphics engine, right? You had a question about that. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. They called it Vista, <laughs> which is funny now, you know, with Windows. And yeah, but if, if a claim weren't defunct, maybe they would have sued, uh, <laughs> sued Microsoft. <laughs> yeah, their Vista um, graphics engine. And um, it, it was heralded um, at the time for... it was the, the graphics engine was designed to allow them to show really large outdoor environments without a lot of fog. So, I mean, I think it was mainly geared towards the N64 platform. Um, I don't know how much of the engine carried over to the other systems, but yeah, that was the idea is that it, you know, it, it, it was kind of meant to be the anti-Turok because that was Acclaim's first big game on N64 and you know, Turok, the first yeah. Turok is famous for just, it looks like you're wading through, you know, gaseous soup um, because the, the the draw distance was so bad. There was basically the engine, there was tons of pop in because the, the engine couldn't handle the kinds of outdoor jungle environments that they were asking it to. And so they just loaded up with fog to literally just to mask all the stuff going on in the background that they didn't want you to see. Right. And, you know, Turok 2 improved that a lot, and Turok 3 even more so. But yeah, that was a big problem on N64, the fog, and so Shadow Man was specifically designed to avoid that with its Vista engine. And it did a pretty, pretty good job of avoiding that, you know. it's a It was a good looking game at the time. Very good, very well sounding game. On to the last game. Yeah. Which also sounds good. favorite song from this game, but it'll do. <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> yeah, just give it away.
pleasant, perhaps? Yeah, we're getting there. Where, where are we getting? To the uh, good stuff. Oh, okay. Well, what's the question? Oh, yeah. yeah. What treasure do you get on the moon? On the moon! It's not water. But, but water exists, a little bit of it. Yeah, I, I know, that's, that's the, the current news, but yeah. it's, it's not water. That's not the answer to the question. game that I have memories of watching and playing, but I remember not getting my head wrapped around the game. <laughs> I really didn't understand what to do. Yeah, it's, it's DuckTales for NES. Yeah. And I can see where you're coming from on that. It is a kind of a strange game, you know. It's a platformer, but the environments are non-linear, so there's some exploration, there's some looking for secrets and things like that. And, um... The controls are pretty strange because a lot of the movement revolves around this pogo stick move that that Uncle Scrooge right. has, which takes quite a bit of practice to, to master. And uh, the pogo is all powerful. I mean, if if you really get good at using the pogo jump, you'll blow through the game because you can jump on any enemy and kill it that way, and you can jump across spikes and. It, send you really high so that's how you get to all the difficult to reach platforms it's um it's a very very powerful ability but it's pretty tricky to use yeah you know that description makes me think of um Milan Secret Castle <laughs> another game that I love very much as you know right but in my mind, I, I associate this in terms of my frustration or, or lack of comprehension with like when I tried to play A Boy in His Blob as a kid, or perhaps to a lesser extent, um, Super Pitfall, which is another one of these really sort of, here's your world, go figure it yeah. out. Kind of I game. wonder if you went to Transylvania um, first, maybe, because that, that stage has a lot of teleport mirrors, and it can be very, very confusing. 
I, I don't recall uh, what I yeah. played of that game, but um, I just recall just like, which way I go? Right. I don't know. Yeah, well, it, DuckTales is structured like a Mega Man game, so at the beginning you choose which level you want to go to, and then once you get in it, like I said, it's not necessarily straight, you know, keep walking right to get to the end. It's not like that at all. There, are, I mean, there are maps mm-hmm. of these levels online, so... Right. It's uh, you know, and that's probably part of the reason I liked it so much as a kid is that it is very different. And man, compared to you know the licensed games we get nowadays, it's hard to believe that that Capcom made something so ambitious and so so great. You know, now, this was back when. So, so you're saying this this game is a little more like a Mega Man game than uh, Mega Man 64? Is that what you're trying to uh, say? Yeah, I will stand by that. I mean, there's no <laughs> shooting really. You can golf swing some objects kind of at an angle to hit enemies, but that's more used for puzzles than for combat, usually. But, yeah, I mean, other than the fact that Scrooge doesn't carry a blaster arm, it is very Mega Man. Very much, I think. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I didn't play this game that much, but I certainly love DuckTales the franchise. And, um... It was one of those those shows that I just remember watching every week. Yeah, me too. And, that uh, theme song. Reflecting, <laughs> reflecting back on it, it's it's kind of strange because like I'm realizing that the whole town was filled with like bird people, right? And but it was clearly a world that had other animals and people too too, right? Because it was the same world that had Mickey Mouse and the like, and and Tailspin, because Launchpad moved from one show to another. Yeah. And so I, I was thinking about this today. It's like. Why are there only ducks and then like these other weird dog-like creatures in this? Town? So Launchpad was in Tailspin. I know he was in Darkwing Duck. I thought he. Was... Oh, but is that what I'm confusing? Yeah, maybe it that's what be, it is. Yeah. Maybe it's Darkwing Duck. Yeah. yeah. And of course, in in Ducktales, he had the uh, I forget the name, but he had the robot suit he would put on sometimes, which I thought was the coolest thing of all time. That Gizmo Duck. Yeah. Yes. 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 Oh God. Yeah, that was great. So awesome. So awesome! Yeah. Do you remember the Ducktales movie with absolutely genie? I don't know why. They, do, do they still show it on TV now? I hope so. It was really it, it's good. Really, really. I mean, good. it was really good. It, it's epic, man. They go to Egypt and then and then this castle flies up into space. Right. And this dude, yeah. like you know, the villain, he he learns how to like he's enslaved the genie and he no, learns how to get unlimited wishes and God, it's freaking awesome. It was really well done, and it's interesting because you know they also did Aladdin. And they do feel like very different movies. You know, it's not like one's rehashing the other. They're very different, right? Even so, though they're both based uh, around genies. Yeah, two very well, very yeah. different takes on the genie yeah. lamp. Man, you know, some people may have heard me say this before, but Ducktales was the first video game that I beat to completion. Really? Yeah. I you know I I, I saw the I had seen I my first memory of watching a game getting beat watching my friend beat Metroid, which is a hell of a feat. That's much more difficult than yeah. DuckTales. And, uh, you know, I was... Cra- we were blown away with Metroid that they had credits at the end, like a movie. We were like, what? Mm-hmm. We thought it was the greatest Easter egg ever, you know? that, And we didn't even... You know, we didn't beat it fast enough. He didn't beat it fast enough to see Samus take off her helmet or anything. Mm-hmm. So, like, that yeah. didn't even register. It was just... <laughs> we're watching the ending, and we're blown away in a completely different way because we think it's so cool that this game has like credits like a movie at the end mm-hmm. and yeah well, I remember at the end of DuckTales you get this kind of fake news newspaper cover on the screen that says you know Scrooge saves the world or whatever 
and um, mm-hmm. and I called my parents in to look at it, and I took a <laughs> picture of it. I mean, I was so proud. Because, you know, I wasn't very good at games. I'm still not that great at games, and that was the first time that I had, you know, that with that game I really went savant on, and, you know, mastered it, so. Well, good for you, Johnny. I know. You know, you know Zelda, the original Zelda has credits at the end, too. You should, you should beat that sometime. Yeah, I've never, I've definitely never beaten Legend of Zelda. Yeah, the original Zelda's a little arcane. I've but, um, played through a lot of it, but yeah, I mean, at some point, I can't remember which bush I have to burn to find yeah, the dungeon it's, entrance, it's, it's and pretty... the game doesn't give you any clues, yeah. so, <laughs> yeah. Oh, come on, Johnny. We were just talking about Mylon's Secret Castle here. It's, it's not all that different in yeah. terms of phenomenon. Yeah, true. It just came with the arrow. Anyway, that was our last game. A woo-woo! You ever heard the, like, the Finnish DuckTales? Not yet. <laughs> that sounds fascinating, That's, though. That sounds fascinating. Maybe I should put that at the end of this thing. Yeah, you should, man. <laughs> That'll save me the trouble of going to look it up right now. All right. Well, um, thanks for uh, thanks for co-hosting here. Um, you are most welcome. Everyone. Thank you for doing all the work. Send in your requests. I, I always like your requests. So I like them, too. Please send them in. Or else... Check out Radio Free Nintendo with, with Johnny and the crew. Um, you guys are finally going to get around to your Genesis pull, right? Yeah, yeah, pretty soon. I'll get I'll get me some educated about some Genesis game. I never, I mean, I, I never played many of them, so it'll be probably something I've never played before. Excellent. Well, uh, so check that out. Uh, keep listening to Radio Trivia. Check out our website, NintendoWorldReport.com. Uh, any anything else? Um, How can they send in their requests? Ah, send in requests. You can either email me directly at typ at nintendoworldreport.com or you can go to the website, uh, go to trivia on the on the sidebar. Oh, I'm sorry, that's not correct, is it? What you can do is you can go to the the news posting for this particular podcast, and uh, there'll be a link right there in the story to. Uh, to the forum where you can fill out uh, your request. You know, by the way, I was thinking this the other day, but I wonder how many people listen to the show and don't know what TYP stands for. Well, that's a good question. It's I, It's been so long since I explained it. Yeah, it doesn't um, come up that often. So, um, it stands for The Younger Plumber, which uh, which is, of course, an allusion to, to Luigi. And um, that was originally my, my uh, screen name, I guess, in like the NOA chat room way back when yeah. back when there was such a thing um, oh there might be one again now I don't know um, but uh, that was my nickname and then I started using it when I like submitted questions to mailbags things like that and then when I joined uh, Planet GameCube or actually I guess it was Planet N2000 for a few days before the, the name change was announced <laughs> um, there were like four mics on staff already yeah. so, there's <laughs> yeah, no we way we're calling mics. Mike or Michael so just call me TYP <laughs> and it stuck yeah, we had a gluttony. Uh, we had a, an excess of Michaels on staff for a while. I wish we had some of those Michaels back now. But um, man, yeah, it's weird. I my my screen name Johnny Boy One One Seven goes all the way back to the Nintendo.com message boards back in 1998. And, woo! Uh, yeah, woo, long time ago. And um, yeah, it's just 
the, the first couple names that I put in were already taken, and so that's the one I ended up with, and jeez, almost 12 years later. <laughs> it's still haunting. It's, it, yeah, I'm stuck with it, you know? It's weird. This thing that I chose randomly when I was 16 years old is now, like, more people know me by that name than my, by my real name sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and Johnny is spelled without an H for those who aren't aware. Yeah, it's all good. All right. Well, uh, bye, everyone. Bye. You want us to clap? Bumpy Mr. Hurin on Anka Linda. Oh, yeah. Anka Linda. Arvoitus Rauke. Your arms are broken. Takanasi, mukalainen kannoillasi, mitä teet sen kaiken kertoo, anka, oo! Uutta juonta aina sahaa, anka, oo! Joskus hyvää, joskus pahaa, anka, oo! Ei säske, eikä hyttyset vaan, anka, oo! That was amazing. Mario Kart DS is copyright 2005 Nintendo. Red Alarm is copyright 1995 D&E Soft Nintendo. Mega Man 64 is copyright 1997-2001 Capcom. Shadow Man is copyright 1999 Acclaim. DuckTales is copyright 1990 Capcom, the Walt Disney Company. So, we're, we're pretty well into the episode and we're only on game two, so I'm going to say let's move on. I'm going to say you should edit some of this crap out. <laughs> oh, you know I don't. I know you don't. <laughs>